it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and of people say splendid at least twice a day. It is fact. And I'm Av Sadensky, and I am both a four-eyed fuck and a fat piece of shit. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to get ready for the season 12 premiere, which is coming just a few days away this Sunday. And we are going to do so by recapping the first 11 seasons, reminding all our listeners, how did we get to where we are now? And then diving into the very little we know about season 12 and making some predictions. Um, But we have to emphasize, we know very little. Uh, They did not share screeners with us. So we have a a trailer, we have some episode titles, that's about it. But uh, before we get to season 12, we have to remind ourselves where the story lies, the first 11 seasons, obviously. Yeah, I mean, this is really going to be a one of those... Everything you need to know about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, we're going to start yes. from, like, all the way from the beginning. We're going to go mm-hmm. all the way through the trailer of season 12. And then, other than all these people on the internet who seem to have seen a bunch of episodes from the season and are writing about it, um, this will be, these you will be the people who know the most about Curb Your Enthusiasm in the entire world. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've, Americans have lost complete faith in their institutions, their politicians, their priests, the policeman. But they depend on this podcast to give them advice and recommendations. We are the last bastion of trust. If they can no longer trust this podcast, then they will have nothing. So on that note. Let's dive all the way back to 1999. The special drops, Larry David Curb Enthusiasm on HBO. And then the next year, 2000, we get season one. Doesn't really have a season-long story arc the way that many future seasons will. It's more about introducing us to Larry David, the wealthy co-creator of Seinfeld. He's now semi-retired, somewhat bored, hanging out in L.A. with his wife Cheryl and his best friend Jeff. We also meet his friends Richard Lewis and Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen, along with Cheryl's parents and sister Becky, who are very, very Gentile. But uh, basically, the story of season one is Larry constantly offending people, usually unintentionally, and the hilarity that ensues. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's really something a little bit more, I think, cinema verite, uh, however you say that, about season one compared to some of the later seasons. Like, it really doesn't feel like there's anything going on other than just like you're seeing a day in the life of Larry David on these various capers. And then, as you said, like later seasons, like we start to get more of like a real plot, more of a through line. Characters start to develop more. This is really just like you're just like a fly on the wall watching this like weird guy interact with the world. Um, and there's something like very dated but very special about it. Um, it's not, they're not, these are not like my favorite episodes of Curb, but every time that I have had the chance to uh, to revisit them, like there's just like a certain charm to I think the season one episodes that um, I always really appreciate. 
Mm, yes. And um, and when you watch it, just visually, it's so different because of the fact that it's not an HD, it's a smaller screen. Yeah, yeah, so, that's part of it. Yeah, so it, it's very, j- just the the mere watching of it, it's, it's very apparent how um how different of a uh, different of an era it is. Yeah, um, you know, certainly Bob Odenkirk is Porno Gill. That's a real highlight. Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's like Lowry like fights a lot in this in this season. Like like, and by fight, I mean like physically fight. Yeah. Um, that I mean that happens more, but I feel like it happens like it's very top heavy in this first season. I think like, like I see like three already, just like flipping through here. We have like the bracelet, interior decorator. Um, I think an Amco also there was one. I don't know. It's like <laughs> it happens a lot very early on. Yeah. Um, you 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 said that um you know this is not one of your favorite seasons, um and, and you reference Porno Gill, but you actually have two episodes that you rank that you rank even higher that um than um Porno Gill, which is of course the Wire. Yes, which, yes. And um and then also the group, the the season 1 finale, which you rank 30th overall, which is uh, quite strong. Yeah, the group is great. Um yeah. what was what was the uncle's name? That he I don't remember, yeah, I don't remember the uncle's name. But um yes, uh Larry escorts his ex to Incest Anonymous where he tells a made up story about his uncle. And, uh, <laughs> the uncle comes to visit when Cheryl gets a job in the vagina monologues. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. everyone's like, "Oh my god." Um yeah, yeah a lot, you know, lots of touchy subjects in season 1, that's for sure. We have beloved aunts. Mm, we have yes. um affirmative, affirmative action. I remember being a very lousy episode. Yeah, it was lousy, but 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 not 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 we're, we're not saying this like politically. Larry is certainly unafraid to go anywhere and everywhere. Um yeah, that that episode would be a, a much tougher go for Larry in 2024. Although Larry doesn't give a shit at all. But um <laughs> But yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was not the strongest episode. But um, yeah, that's about it for season one for me anyway. All right. So season two, as we say, um, really, we get into more of a of like a, a through line storyline here um, where Larry um, in fact, the, the season starts out where like Larry is just like around the house and like mopey and like sleeping in all the time. And Cheryl is like, you know, you got to go get a job. So, like first. He uh, he tries to sell cars. That doesn't really work. And then he comes up with the idea that, like, you know, he's got to go back into show business. He's got to write something. He's got to create something. And he comes up with an idea, the premise of which there's, like, a post-Seinfeld-like character. Let's call her Elaine. Um, or, you know, maybe there could be a different post-Seinfeld character. Let's call him George. And the uh, the real-life versions of these characters, Jason or Julia, as they may be so-called, um, they start to feel like they can't get any roles um, in anything where they're not just going to be typecast as Julia or Jason. They're both, you know, so first he tries to pull this off with um, with Jason and like we have the whole thing about like the meeting about the meeting and, you know, they're never able to get on the same page. Then he tries with Julia. Um, the name of this, you know, pr- proposed pilot is going to be Aren't You Evelyn? And they try pitching it to all the various networks, um, to HBO, ABC, NBC. I don't even remember all the, you know, the exact ones. But basically, like Larry goes on to offend one network executive after the other in various different ways. Um, he also, you know, you know, alienates himself by having a um, altercation with Thor, the wrestler, um, with the. Uh, trick-or-treaters and their father the, uh, Can we come back to thor by the way yeah um shouldn't um like we don't know how the episode ends with jeff but presumably he gets like the crap beaten out of him right <laughs> presumably yeah uh just as a reminder so larry asks uh jeff to do him a favor and go let out the air on some tires of a car parked in the parking lot uh which unfortunately uh is is thor's unfortunately because thor shows up and catches jeff in the act yeah yeah um 
And well, that- I, I didn't mention yet on the podcast, I told you offline, that the way that I prepped um, for this recap we're doing is I watched all the episodes at 6X. You did tell me that, yes. Yes. Put it on the wheel. Six yeah. curb, six X. Yeah. Um, but listen, I did it with captions. I've seen these episodes so many times that it's more just to jog my memory of every single scene. And I slowed down to three X or even two X to enjoy some scenes. So, yeah. Um, we also get the baptism towards the end of the season. Mm, yes. Um, I was, I came across all- Larry is a Jewish hero. Yes, I came across um, one of his monologues today that I was um, while well, I was doing some research where he's like talking about, you know, he's like, fine, be Christian. But like, why do they have to push it on everyone? Like, do I go around telling everyone, eat lobster, it's good. And yeah. not only that, I travel to Africa to get them to eat lobster there. Like, just like <laughs> leave, leave everyone alone. Yeah. Um, um- what what's what's the you know because i'm not a super like a marvel guy or i don't even know if it's marvel you know the meme of the superhero guy in the red suit who sort of looks around and finds out that he's actually not in trouble but he's like getting credit and he like it turns into like an embarrassed sort of smile i don't know that meme no i'm doing a bad job describing this but you definitely know it's it's a very (laughs) famous it's a very famous gif that's constantly online but i don't know how to search for it because i I don't you know because you're describing um, it badly all right well yeah but anyways because that's really somebody somebody share the group if you know what chester's talking about tomorrow yeah um yeah and then um this the the season ends with larry being sentenced to having to stand outside a restaurant holding a placard that says i steal forks from restaurants as all of his antagonists for from the entire season arrive to dinner in the same restaurant on the same night to witness his humiliation yeah uh, by the way i i can't find it now i'm really annoyed. i googled pleasantly surprised gif and i actually find a uh, a larry david one <laughs> uh, how about if i just say i'm pleasantly surprised i don't remember what episode that's from i don't know what that's from either yeah i will share that in the group but that's not at all what i'm looking for Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no. So that's it. You know, we have we have some real strong episodes here. Yeah. Um, you know, the um, trick or treat is an all timer, and the run in like towards the end of the doll shack and the baptism in a row is fantastic. Um, yeah. What do you got to say about season two? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's exciting because we're starting to. You know, see, as you said, season one is so much just vibes, and the vibes are good. And obviously, this is a vibes over plot show in general. Mm-hmm. But in season two, I, I feel like we we move past that. We get much like sort of we get deeper with the characters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We we really get to know Larry and Cheryl better. And Jeff. It's like it all. It's like it, it becomes a little bit more. I don't want to say sitcommy, but it just like it starts to feel more like a regular show in season two. I think, even though it still is doing its curb thing in a very different way. It's just like something about it just feels much more cohesive. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting how much, I mean, I guess this is obvious, but like when you're used to the more recent episodes and more recent seasons, how much of a bigger role Cheryl has and Jeff has, like they're they're pretty much in almost every scene. Yeah. No, one of the two of them. Yeah. yeah, And that's why how, and and one of the ways it really becomes more of a show the same, you know, same way. It's like, it's not just like literally following Larry around, which is like much more of like a documentary feel. Yeah. Um, it's like there's characters, there's story, there's ongoing plots. Like it, it's yeah. it's a more normal, you know, thing that you're, you know, it's it's more approachable for sure as well. Yeah. Did you read the L.A. Times um, had a like an oral history kind of of history of Curb a couple yeah, weeks I, ago? I skimmed it. Yeah. Um. You know, season two, of course, has the Shack episode, and I guess I never thought about this, but they talked about like Shack is not the one who's falling there, right? 
Uh, yeah, that makes sense. They have a stunt double. Yeah. So, well, so they, yeah, so they have a stunt guy fall. Then they have Shaq like do part of the fall, but like they right. emphasize that they had like multiple like cushioned, uh, you know, mats all over the floor. I understand that because Shaq is like an athlete worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So yeah, well, it would be but, hilarious if Larry kicked him for real. Yes. Yeah. And his stunt double unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. I looked oh. him up. It's very sad. I forget his name, but he was a stunt double slash actor. All right, so yeah, so 2000 is season one, 2001 is season two, 2002 is season three. So um, these are the only seasons that we have sort of consecutively like that. Season three is we get like the real season long story arc, which is that Larry joins a group of investors in a new restaurant. Mm -hmm. And that group includes Jeff and it includes Ted and it includes Michael York. Um, We also get to know Wanda Sykes in the season, a recurring character, but she really appears for the first time. And of course, we learn that Larry has been cast to act in a Martin Scorsese movie. And in the world of Curb, this is presumably the first time Larry's been on this side of the camera since since when? SNL, he was just a writer. Yeah, well, he was on that show Fridays, right? That somebody yeah. shared in the group. So I think, yeah, he was, I think he was on camera in that too. And he was, okay, in like, yeah, he, was, he, was, he was in a Woody Allen movie at yeah. some point. Yeah, he was, he was in stuff here or there, but he yeah, had not, nothing major. When you happen to be watching a Seinfeld in syndication, do you ever find yourself doing that? Um. No, because no. it's a very <laughs> it's a very strange thing to do because you can just go watch on Netflix without commercials immediately. I but just also I, I don't have access to syndication. So, oh, OK, but yeah, I was with my father in law last week and he was frequently doing that. And uh, and he didn't realize, as I didn't, you know, the first many times I saw the episodes in the 90s, all like all the Larry David. So like George Steinbrenner's Larry David and and uh, Frank's attorney is Larry David. And, you know, he was. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And so he, he was discovering very, that. Yeah, and I was what I told him that he because he, he he didn't even realize it. But then once once you're told that, of course, then you then okay, you you can't unhear the voice. Anyways, Larry also in season three has a running uh, feud with the highly highly annoying Stu and Susan Browdy. Uh, he gets a pub a pubic hair stuck in his throat. Uh, we meet we meet his father Nat and his cousin Andy after his mother dies, and the season ends with the triumphant opening of the restaurant which is almost ruined by the chef's Tourette's, the chef who is not a survivor, but is in fact just a gambling addict. But Larry saves the day both brilliantly and vulgarly in one of the, the classic season finales. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a, this is a really fun one. Um, oh, I was going to play it. <laughs> oh, okay, go, oh, okay. Fuck head, shit face, cocksucker, asshole, son of a bitch! Maybe one day I'll get a chance to do something good for somebody like that. Scum-sucking motherfucking whore! Cock! Cock! Chisholm! Grandma! Cock! Bum! Fuck! Turd! Fart! Cunt! Piss! Shit! Bugger! And balls! Damn it! Hell! Crap! Shit. You goddamn motherfucking bitch! Fuck you, you car wash cunt! <laughs> I had a dental appointment! Placio, cunnilingus, French kissing! <laughs> Rim job! Right! Piss! <laughs> fucking, fucking, fuck, fuck! Schmuck, puss, like Douglas Glacker! Pussy, pig fucker! Balls! <laughs> Boy cock, girl cock, E-I-E-I-O. 
Yeah, so quite a way to end the season there. Yeah, I mean, watching that scene, um, I do wonder, like, to what extent how many people there were, like, supposed to have chime in and, like, you know, it, there does seem to be, like, some, like, genuine surprises there. Um, it's just, like, seeing people's reactions to different things. So, I don't know. It's funny. Like, because, you know, Curb always, to the extent, we always have to wonder what's improv and what's, you know, on the page. Um, it's certainly here. It was just like everyone curse, right? But like, yeah, it could have boycott, been... girl cock, e i e i o, probably <laughs> not on your bingo card. Of course, yeah. um, and you know, even down to like maybe it was just supposed to be like Larry, Jeff, and like Cheryl, and then like other people just like you know what I'm gonna get it on this, and you know it just went from there. Like that could have happened too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great, great stuff. Um, really fun season. Um, really like the restaurant stuff. Um, the terrorist attack, a very funny standout, uh, where Larry, you know, almost diverts an entire town up north, uh, yeah. because they're afraid of a, you know, a rumor that somebody started about a terrorist attack. Um, yeah. What else we got here? Um, Crazy Eyes Killer, of course, is, um, is the classic. The nanny from hell, I think we both, uh, enjoyed her. Yeah. Um, you know, she sings the uh, the Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, she's a little crazy. Yeah, we have the Benadryl Brownie, of course, which is a, a classic episode. Yeah, um, that's where they bake the Benadryl the, into in order to put the like the dog. She's a Christian, right? No, no, it's the Christian scientist girlfriend. Uh huh. Who won't take medicine. Oh, and Larry or Richard wants her to look good so we can take her to the Emmys. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Uh, yeah. yeah, Larry. Now what Larry also has the uh, he fires his like um, TV guy and like then Wanda calls him racist. Yeah. You, by the way, uh, you ha- your fifth favorite episode of all. Cat shirt. Yeah. Yeah. After you know, started. Yes. Yeah, Wizard of Oz episode. Yes, of course. Um, I love that's that's that way. Yeah, the black and white shirt, classic. Uh, more Larry fighting on down someone down to the floor. Yeah, um, yeah I really really love that episode. Um, My fifth all... favorite episode is also the season. It's Crazy Eyes Killer though. Crazy Eyes Killer, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get the we get we meet um, Richard Kind for the first time in this season with Andy, mm-hmm. cousin Andy. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So as I said, the first three seasons are in consecutive years of the more traditional way of viewing TV. But then Larry disappears for 2003, and it takes till 2004. He comes back after a year break for season four. Yeah, and season four is the one that I think both of us consider to be the best season of Curb. Yes. Um, it's certainly, like, in some ways, it's just, like, the most Larry David, the most Curb. It's, like, the most all of that in one big package that he's ever delivered. Um, like, the breaking of the fourth wall, the, like, the self-hatred, the just, like, wild stuff that goes on in this season, um, with, the, you know, all, you know, mostly on the backs of the, you know, brilliant producer storyline. Um, we find out early on that, like, Mel Brooks has identified Larry due to a, um, you know, karaoke performance one random <laughs> weekend night, and he wants to cast him to star alongside, I think it's first Ben Stiller and then David Schwimmer, uh, playing Max Bialystock on the Broadway production of The Producers. Um, of course, Katie Huffman, who appeared on this very podcast, appears in a number of episodes. Uh, she plays the main uh, lead female role. Uh, but what's her name? I can't remember it. Eva, the, Ava, something like that, right? Oh, the name of the character in The Producers? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I'm probably way off. 
Um, Olin's going to be very upset. Um, and the other um, main storyline of the season is that Larry and Cheryl are going to be celebrating their 10th wedding anniversary and are preparing to renew their vows, as one does. And Cheryl has decided to gift Larry as his anniversary present a one-time only get-out-of-jail-free card, no questions asked, commit adultery. Yeah. And Larry It's not even get out of jail free. She's challenging Larry because she right. well, can find well, can convince a woman to have sex with him. Yeah, I think it eventually escalates to that. I think at first she's just like, this is just a gift. And like, but like when she sees. Well, because well, because she had said it when they were dating 10 years old and he reminds her of it. And she's. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, sure enough, time after time, Larry manages to, you know, snatch. uh Defeat from the, you know, from the yes. jaws of victory time after sure. time, you know, with one woman after another who are uh, offering themselves to him. Um, and along the way, we befriend a blind man named Michael. Larry steals a golf club from a coffin and even enlists a prostitute to access the carpool line en route to a Dodgers game, all while facilitating an argument between two very different kinds of survivors. And it all culminates in Larry performing on stage on Broadway. And we find out that it was a scam all along. Mel Brooks has chosen Larry not because he saw something in him. He saw nothing in him. And just like in the producers itself, Larry manages to, at least from the producer storyline, snatch victory from the claws of defeat. And pull off a, you know, a new, the, the producers being on Broadway for many years to come, all much to the chagrin of Mel Brooks, who learns there's no way out. No way out. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this when we were doing our top 10 episodes, but not only are uh, episodes 9 and 10 both in our top 10. Yeah. But, um, you know, we also had um, the carpool lane, which is virtually nothing to do with either of those stories, right? Except to the extent that I think when Cheryl sees um, Mo, um, um, Larry with the prostitute, he says, oh, is this how you're using your birthday present? Um, but um, yeah, that's the one. Larry buys weed for his dad's glaucoma. He used the prostitute to go to the carpool lane to get at the Dodgers game. Like nothing to do with um, the show at all, the producers, nothing to do really with the anniversary present, and yet still like an all-time episode. So that's three all-time episodes in the season, and one of them like yeah. not you know totally a standalone, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, just like flipping through, there, there's so many iconic things in this episode. And as you said, nothing to do with the producers. Even. So it's like the producers thing is this like all time great curb plot and all time great, like final twist and pull off that the show has ever done. Frankly, that like Larry David has done in his career. And that's like a third of the season, probably. Right. Um, and then we have like all these other like the fifth, the, the five one, Larry stealing the the golf club from from the Funkhausers. um funeral um uh, for the casket like that's like iconic larry david the weatherman golf tip is like completely iconic um we have um the whole thing with the sur the surrogate that he convinces not to um you go go forward with the um with giving away the baby um we have wandering bear and the girls gone wild video we got um the tall survivor thing with kobe donaldson it's like it's just this is just a jammed pact season of television it's really crazy that this is all in here yeah it's uh it's a phenomenal season yeah um yeah so i mean i think we both have this ranked as the highest even though i think we probably both have mel's offer we have is like i think one of the worst if not the worst episode of the series right 
Um, it's 102 for both of us. So yeah, that's definitely near the bottom. I don't remember why. It set, sets the table. I think it's very bad. Is why we have it low. I remember us. I remember I even thinking at the time what part of our discussion was like, this should just be a good table setter, but it's not. It's like really like the next episode really ta- sets the table. Um, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that's season four. Anything more to say on season four? Yeah, truly uh, iconic. Not really. Okay. Well, then we can keep going. Yeah. All right. So season five, we're back into the annual thing. So this is 2005, one year after season four. Uh, we have two main plots here. The first is Larry misunderstands something his father said, which leads him to believe that he was adopted, uh, which would please him <laughs> as he could escape the emotional trauma of his family and of Judaism. Um, he hires a private investigator, which is Mackay Pfeiffer, to look into it. Um, it's quite a Jewish season. We have an entire episode based around a Passover Seder, another episode featuring the Orthodox Jewish man who runs the Kindy Consortium. Uh, oh, that leads me to the second main plot of the season, which is Richard needs a kidney transplant, and Larry spends most of the season trying to find someone to donate the kidneys that he doesn't have to. Um, the season finale, of course, Larry's told by the PA, PI that he was, in fact, adopted, and he goes to Arizona to meet his birth parents. I was just there in Arizona last week meeting my wife's birth parents. Uh, not meeting, <laughs> but otherwise known as her parents. Yes. Um, uh, and a, uh, Larry goes to Arizona, embraces the Goyesha lifestyle there, which in his case means he becomes selfless. He tells Cheryl he wants to have a family with her. He agrees to give Richard his kidney. He also um, goes hunting. Yes. Well, that yes, that's in Arizona, yes. But as the operation is – well, hunting, I feel like, is more obviously a uh, a type of a Goyish lifestyle right. than uh, <laughs> being selfless and wanting to spend time with your family. That's, that's really more of a Larry David special. More, but, uh, more universal, yeah. Yeah. As the operation is about to ensue, Mackay Pfeiffer shows up again to tell him, no, in fact, he was not adopted. And Larry wants to uh, get his way out of this um, operation. Unfortunately, it's too late. And during the operation, he briefly dies – and goes to heaven. He sees everyone fighting over him, really more his money. Uh, he goes to heaven. He meets his mother, played by B. Arthur, and he meets his two attending angels, played by Dustin Hoffman and Sasha Baron Cohen. And uh, let's for one moment uh, go uh, go to heaven with Larry. Oh, yes, please. Hello. We're your guides. We've been watching you uh, your whole life. Please. Larry's got a full head of hair, by the way, in heaven. Am I <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. But you, you are dead. You did die. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, you are dead. You know, Larry, you've got a lot of fans up here. Billy? You've heard of Ponce de Leon? Yeah, the Spanish explorer. Yeah. I wrote a screenplay about him. He knows it. He loves it. <laughs> Get out of here. Odd. Larry Merrill Monroe was a huge fan of the, the Seinfeld show. What? It's true. You're kidding. No. She's very much looking forward to meeting you. Get out. She talks often of you. Merrill Monroe? It's true, isn't it? True. There's, some, there's something truly Larry David that, like, in heaven, they refer she to it as the Seinfeld show. Yes. Say hello to your mother. What kind of schmuck are you? I mean, who goes around giving their kidney to people? Idiot! And I'm surprised that your father let you do such a thing. Wait till I see him again. Why did you tell Dad not to bother me when you died? I missed your funeral. So what? What's so important? 
Why were you so happy when you thought you were adopted? That's what I want to know. I wasn't happy. Oh, don't give me that. You were very happy. I was you not were happy. Absolutely giddy. Giddy? No, giddy. I was not you giddy. Were giddy. Giddy? I was not giddy. You were giddy. <laughs> I'm not done with you yet, Buster. Yeah, so that's Larry in heaven. Not having such a great time. Yeah, truly, truly iconic scene. I really remember the first time I saw this um, and just like how amazing it was, like noticing that it was like Sasha Cohen and Dustin Hoffman on screen together um, acting as Larry's Angels. This episode called The End. Um, I saw in a uh, preseason interview, Jeff Schaefer noted that, you know, the 50th episode of this season of this series, the season five finale was literally called The End because at the time it was. Yeah. Um, Nobody expected that uh, there would be more seasons because Larry said he was out of ideas, and that yeah. was seventy episodes ago. And that's and that, and then that's the next. You know, we had the one year break before season four. We have a two year break now between seasons five and six. Yeah, and that will become the standard. Two years will be the minimum break we have going forward. Yeah. Um, I do want to know. By the way, just just to counter B. Arthur's anti-Semitism, there. Um, there's statistics that. Um, the uh, altruistic kidney donation, which is when somebody donates a kidney like to somebody they don't even know, that uh, that in America, Orthodox Jews who are you know not even a you know what what are we a tenth of a percentage point or whatever are like a a significant percentage of those who do so. So, uh, what kind of schmuck goes away and gives away a kidney? It's uh, it's different kinds of Jews, but uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think I read that. But like, in, I know people have um, done it. You probably know people have done it. Yeah, I agree with B. Arthur. That's very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, because it's like I actually think it's like because like what if like your kid needs one? Like I'm gonna be feeling like an idiot if I gave one to some stranger. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess so. That, that that's uh that's what Susie says to Jeff, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah I agree with Susie. I'm on the same moral wavelength as Susie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm. I think I'm allowed to be selfish about my own kidney. Yeah. No, it's part of your body. I got it. It's my kidney. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> it's not your kidney uh, till they pull it out of the oven. There are people. You know, there's like lots of people that are born with only one kidney, and they like never know because like unless it comes up, it's like not a big deal. Which is why you could donate one. Well, hold on. When you say unless it comes up, how how does that not come up in conversation? Like that your doctors never. I don't know. Like maybe it's a thing. No, because never... like unless you do like a full body scan, you don't detect it. So unless you have like okay. a kidney issue. But you never. Oh, it's. I, I don't know how the inside of the body works. Clearly, I never took biology <laughs> at any level. Uh, literally, I didn't take biology in high school. Do you know that? Um, that seems you, you, impossible. You guys took bio in ninth grade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Canada, where I started, is one year behind. So in ninth grade, they do like general science, and then in tenth grade, they do bio. Eleventh grade, chem. Twelfth grade, physics. So they're one oh, year behind New York. So in ninth stuff. grade, in ninth grade, I did not take bio, and then in tenth grade, I just took chemistry. And then in 11th grade at our school, they said, you know, one of the options, like, do you, would you like to take AP bio? I'm like, I never took regular bio. They're like, well, then you probably shouldn't. So <laughs> I didn't. And then I went to college. And there's a whole course catalog of many biology classes. But they're usually for people who, at the very least, took biology in high school. So I literally have never taken a biology class since, like, junior high. I know nothing about the human body. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, right. so that's my way of saying that. I figured, I don't know, like, I don't know, when they look in, like, if you get, like, a colonoscopy, I don't know, they don't go near your kidneys then? Um, 
they what do you mean go near them i don't like, know you, you put a camera i don't i don't, I don't think you know that it goes to look yeah i don't know yeah i don't know how it works i don't know what it looks for you know about a technology in high school you should be the expert <laughs> the expert of what they're able to see on a cold house i don't know so the expert on the bodies i'll see you in a few years i'll let you yeah, know it's, it's it's also because i'm because i'm married to a doctor um and and so i've i've completely farmed out like my uh my knowledge of anything related to that to her Right. I sort of like. I feel like there's 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 many fields in which in our in the family in the in the couple I'm responsible for knowledge, and the ones that I'm not I'm going to completely rely on her. Yeah, um, that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. So, you get two back to back like all time uh, Jewish episodes here with the Seder, where Larry uh, invites a sex offender. Yeah. Um, and then the Seder, by the way, I have ranked number twelve. You only have at forty nine. So you know above yeah. average for you, but not uh not you know the I wanted to. Bigger. I wanted to match the days of the Omer. So. Mm, ah, very nicely done. Uh, Ski Lift, of course, a top 10 yeah. episode for both of us. A top 10 episode and probably the most Jewish episode. Um, uh, as, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. like The most Orthodox the, episode. The most, yeah, Shkia the most Sakana. Orthodox episode of television at the time it occurred in the history of the world. Yeah. Like, there was nothing more Orthodox Jewish that was ever on screen before the episode yeah. of Ski Lift of Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, I could take that to the bag. In terms of, like, an entire episode. Being, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's individual characters there or whatever on, on ER, but yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so that's season five. Yeah, season five. All right, we're um, almost halfway done. Yeah. All so right. We, we take a two-year break. Now it's 2007. And, that, and now's six. where, like, this, you know, Curb really kind of, like, turns the corner in, in a major way. And, like, not necessarily for good or for better. For, you know, most people probably say for good, but, you know, uh, pre, you know, pros and cons. But the main thing that happens. By the way, it's funny to think just these years, a majority of this show, because this is season six. So, the you know, we'll be through 61 of the ultimately 121 episodes at the end of the, a majority of the show is takes is filmed and is released during the Bush administration. Well, actually, I guess technically season one is the Clinton administration, but like, <laughs> but but like before, like pre-Obama, right? Right. And and I guess that a lot of that just speaks to the fact that you know he takes much bigger breaks in between later seasons. But like, much of the ethos of the show was written in like sort of a different like culture, different America in a lot of ways, also. Yeah, very fascinating. Stuff. I I just feel like Larry's wildness is is more understandable today when the whole like when Donald Trump is like when everybody's crazy and says <laughs> says and does crazy things all the time right? right and we have social media and no matter how insane you are we forget about you five minutes later move on to the next thing um 20 years ago that wasn't the case like Larry was like if you watch it with 2024 eyes I don't think you appreciate how truly crazy Larry is in the early seasons yeah although I would think his like early season faux pas are not you know he he becomes much crazier and much more like out there I think as the show goes on yeah well as he has said many times like Basically, the show turned real life Larry into character Larry because right, he could get away once with people expect it anyway. He's like, oh, people actually want me to act this way. Well, then why would I not act with my, id, you know, at all times? So, yeah, yeah, um, the real Larry comes out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, season six introduces us to the great Leon Black portrayed by the legendary J.B. Smoove mm-hmm. as Cheryl and Larry have agreed to shelter a New Orleans family named the Blacks. Yeah, so we, which again, this is post Katrina. This is very, very, very much the Bush era. Yeah, we meet. Um, so we meet Leon. We meet his sister, um, Loretta, played by Vivica Fox. Um, Loretta has two small children, and she's got an Auntie Ray that comes along with them, mm. and they are looking for a place to live because their house has been destroyed in Hurricane Katrina. And um, the Davids are not so nice to only have them stay in their home. They also help them get into like a really elite private school and they go to school with Sammy Green. Uh, Larry helps Leon look for and like interview for a job. 
what else do we have going on this episode? Sorry, in this season, we've got um, Ted making anonymous donations to museums. Mm-hmm. Um, anonymous donor, probably the the best episode of the season, I would say. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Um, Literally, yeah. Uh, it's my I rank it first, the ten you rank it second. Yeah. Larry um, but Freak, Freak, Book, Freak Book is another strong episode yeah, of McEnroe. Larry. Yep, that's a good, a great one. And, and then the therapist is just a completely wild one. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> the therapist is crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. where Larry is like simultaneously da- he's dating Cheryl's therapist, and he learns information about Cheryl, which he then uses to like stage a fake attempted <laughs> yes. robbery or mugging. Yeah, of, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, with with one therapist mugs the other therapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Larry say Larry saves her. Yes, so he thinks he's a good guy. Yes. Um, but by season's end, Larry gets distracted on a phone call when Cheryl's in the air calling to say that she thinks she's gonna die. Yeah. And he's too preoccupied. Where, where, with the, where did Larry with the get that idea from? Yeah. Right. Uh, he's too preoccupied with the TiVo, and Cheryl decides she's going to reevaluate her life and their marriage and she's leaving him and season six ends on a very somber note. Well, not really because Larry brings Loretta to Sammy's bar mitzvah. Oh, right. Love is in the air. Yeah. Remember as they're dancing, looking at each other's eyes, the season actually ends on a very positive note. Right. Right. That's true. That's true. And 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 then we got the montage at the end, right? Yes. Yes. Um, Of course um, we have the disgusting Tesla spreading the rumor about Larry um, in, in, yeah, it, yes, and the bomb mitzvah in that episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but overall, I see I ranked it 84th. Ooh, only two uh, pretties for me. I don't know why I didn't like that episode. Probably because I hate Tesla so much. Yeah, we have uh, Larry committing another stealing um, from a funeral incident this time. The flowers from the mm. I- Ida Funkhauser route, route yes. memorial. Always, always a Funkhauser yeah. uh, memorial. Um. Yeah, this is, you know, this, this is like an up and down one. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely some highlights, the ones that you mentioned, the bat mitzvah, the therapist, though there's some really strong episodes. TiVo guy, we had um Tom Conlon on. He was a really great guest. Um yeah, this is this is also when we started getting guests as around now. So like we have some fun stuff coming up probably. Yep. Um and I really think that and I don't remember exactly if this was the case, but the feeling was after every season. Once we got past, you know, season five, as you mentioned, every season when it ended, there was speculation. Is this it? Like we never knew right. with any certainty whether another season was coming. Yeah. Um, it's so it's another two year break uh, before season seven. It's 2009. So uh, this is a slightly different America. We have a Barack Obama in the White House and we have Loretta and Larry now dating with Cheryl gone. Um, but Larry wants to break up, which becomes difficult when Loretta is diagnosed with cancer. Um, Larry will finally trick her into dumping him. Um, and she and her entire family will leave, except for Leon. Leon is here to stay. But of course, the main season seven plot is the Seinfeld reunion. This was a yeah. huge story at the time. Um, Larry runs into Cheryl for the first time since the divorce. He learns that she appreciated him more back when he had a job. And so he <laughs> accepts NBC's offer for a Seinfeld reunion only because he intends to give Cheryl a part in the show and thus win her back. Um, and so, go wrong. Yes. Um, and so, yes, that is, that is the driving force behind the Seinfeld reunion. I really like the running theme in season seven is Larry just being back on the market, right? Post Loretta, he dates Mary Jane, 
who it turns out has another boyfriend. He dates Denise Handicapped and Wendy Wheelchair. <laughs> In the same episode? Uh, yes. <laughs> he almost gets back with Cheryl at the end of the season, of course, um, only to discover that it was Cheryl who doesn't respect Wood, uh, for which Larry had been falsely blamed by JLD. And so Larry ruins his chance, uh, you know, as we said, pulling victory from the jaws, uh, pulling defeat from the jaws of victory, ruins his chance of getting back with Cheryl to try to force her to admit her Wood disrespecting ways to JLD. But again, this is all secondary. Like the Seinfeld thing, that's what that's what the the folks were coming to see. Yeah, I mean, what what more is there for us to talk about the Seinfeld reunion that we haven't done already? I mean, we we covered all of these episodes. Then we did an episode where we just we covered the the Seinfeld episode itself. Like we are we we as watched like the, the patch yes. together. Yeah, as an episode of Seinfeld. Uh, we've talked extensively about the legacy of Seinfeld as it relates to Curb. We had a special episode where we recharged the mitzvah and rewatched the table read and yeah. did all the, da- the Danny Duberstein sticks. So I mean, we we've been all over this this season and this. We uh, we we uh, said that season four is our favorite season, but I'm I'm looking if you average the episode rankings from every season. I think oh, and uh, let me ch- actually I have done that. Let me check. I think season seven would have to be. Um, Oh no, it's actually actually season two is my top ranked season, surprisingly. Oh, um, which is yeah, taking the show around with 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 Julia and Jason. And then season four and then season seven. But um I'm looking at the season seven rankings from both of us. Just, you know, really strong rankings episode by episode. Um Funkhauser's Crazy Sister, an above average episode, Vehicular Fellatio, a fantastic episode, the reunion. Uh, a great episode. That's when we first get the idea of the reunion because uh, it doesn't even appear until episode three, which I remember at the time being kind of crazy because like we knew coming into the season there was going to be a Seinfeld reunion, and then it gets no mention in episode one. It gets no mention in episode two, and it was like uh, it was quite a tease. Um, Denise handicapped an all-time episode of the season, the Black Swan, an all-time episode in the season, um, and then of course the table read uh, is uh, you know uh, your number one episode of all time. Yeah, and then for the season seven finale, we also had Jeff Schaefer, the showrunner, as a guest, and he, you know yes. he was he was incredible. He talked about this episode. He talked about his time on Seinfeld. He had tons of great stories to share with us. Uh, so that was obviously really really cool. Yeah, he brought a guest. He did bring a guest. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, season seven was like in many ways like peak of this podcast. Yeah, it's all downhill since then, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean we had. Um, we had what's her name who who played um Vicky Lewis Vicky Lewis yeah yeah yes. for the table read we had um the uh, Mr um <laughs> Mr Takahashi and we had um uh, yeah so we had, you know we we did some really good stuff in this season yeah all right should we go to season eight let's go to season eight season eight another two year break now it's two thousand eleven. Yeah, and Larry is going to take not just a break. He's going to take a little cross-country trip in mm. this season. Um, after finalizing his divorce from Cheryl, um, he starts to enjoy life as a single man. He embraces his role as social assassin. He realizes that chicken is the only, isn't the only thing he likes about Palestinians. <laughs> and he finally loses his longstanding assistant, Antoinette. But the season takes a turn, as I said, when in order to avoid attending a charity gig, he tags along with Jeff and Susie on a three-month trip to New York City, where he reunites with Leon and butts heads with Ricky Gervais, Michael J. Fox, and Rosie O'Donnell, while forming an unlikely friendship with Bill Buckner. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we we talked about Mr. Softy already, but just it's such a brilliant episode in so many ways. 
Yeah, it's and, the yeah. it's the and Bill that's Buckner. Even, and that's gonna be the best episode of the season because we have Palestinian chicken in the season. Also. Yeah, which you sent me that Larry David said is his favorite episode. Yeah, uh, it's only second for me and you, but uh, Larry knows more than both of us probably. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, we have you know great great cameos in this season. We talked about Bill Buckner. We mentioned Michael J. Fox. Michael the, the Larry versus Michael J. Fox is a really fun episode. Yeah. Uh, the way Michael J. Fox like Michael J. Bloomberg in the episode. Michael Bloomberg in the episode, yeah. uh, Michael J. Fox leaning into like the Parkinson's bit yeah. um, and like, you know, getting to this uh, feud with Larry is this like really great stuff. Um, Rosie O'Donnell comes back to just always, she's always just busting chops with Larry. Ricky Gervais, really good foil for Larry. So, you know, we're really like, re- we're really like um, raising the game on the cameos, I feel like, um, in this New York season, which also makes sense because they probably like, oh, we have access now to like this whole other group of people who are uh, in new york this summer um who we can pull into the show so it's pretty good stuff pretty 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 good stuff yep um, all right and season end season eight ends and we really think the show ends 2011 and then there's a six-year gap until season nine which is by yeah, far wow. the longest in the series um yeah for years we just assumed yeah that the, the show was over larry came to new york he did everything you know he made the sound review and he's covered everything he wants to do the show's over but then he comes back Six years later, so we've skipped all the way from 2011 to 2017, it's the Trump era now, and Larry is writing yeah. Fatwa the Musical, which unsurprisingly results in him incurring <laughs> an actual fatwa from the Iranian Ayatollah. Um, Leon teaches Larry about foisting. Uh, Larry introdu- in- introduces us all to the accidental text on purpose, uh, or at least gives it a name. Uh, I think we may have been doing it occasionally before. Um, Ted asks Larry for permission to begin dating Cheryl. Uh, he doesn't receive it, but he begins dating Cheryl anyway. Um, Larry continues ruining the lives of all the Funkhausers as star pitcher Kenny Funkhauser breaks his elbow trying to open Larry's pickle jar and then gets killed in the running of the Bulls when he follows a hooker Larry introduced him to to Spain. Um, and then Larry ruins Kenny's memorial when he mistakes a swarthy guest as a fatwa assassin. Um, the musical ends up getting ruined anyway because of a conflict between Larry and his star, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, Larry also, by the way, he ruined Sammy's wedding to Victor the veteran. Uh, obviously that was going to happen. Um, that, that part of the season I actually enjoy, but, but overall pretty clearly, uh, the worst season of the show. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of, although, you know, foisted was a fantastic episode. Um, you know, you ranked at 13, I rank at 24 top, top episode, but then really the rest of the season, it's all downhill. There's a couple of, uh, you know, minor spikes, but it's, it's really quite a poor episode. I, I, there's three different episodes of this season that I give one and a half pretties that I rank in my bottom 10 overall. Very few um, pretties. Yeah, which is not good. And you have one, two, two, two episodes you have in your bottom 10 and then another one you have in your bottom 20. Um, so yeah, real disappointing season. And, you know, it's weird because I remember even thinking at the time, like, this is disappointing, but like, I don't want to like say that because I don't want, and I don't mean me personally, but like in the culture, I don't want us to be saying that because I don't want to discourage Larry from making more seasons because, you know, he went away for six years. The show was se- seemingly over, comes back. And if nobody likes the season, he's like, I'm going to fuck this. I'm going to leave. But fortunately, Larry doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. Uh, and so he continues and he makes, you know, seasons 10, 11, and now 12. And fortunately he does because those seasons are, are big improvements over season nine, I think. Yeah, season nine is clearly the worst, as you said. Like, even, like, shuffling through these recaps here, like, I, I could think of, like, good moments, but, like, not even good episodes. Um, as you said, the, the foisted one is the best one. Um, yeah. That was, you know, pretty, you know, iconic in terms of, like, adding something to the lexicon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's really not much 
too memorable here beyond that, unfortunately. And by the way, it, it's such a huge margin, the worst season. I'm looking at, like, the, the rankings. Like, it's closer, like, uh, the second-to-worst season, which is season six, which is when we meet the Blacks and Larry gets divorced. Um, seasons, the, the gap between season nine and season six is bigger than the gap between season six and all the way, like, the fourth-best season. So yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, you have the top seasons and then everything else sort of bunched in the middle and then the fought away at the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there you said they were rusty. They came back after yeah. six years and exactly. then they got their fastball back because oh, for sure. Yeah. We're going to jump into season 10, um, which has, I would say, two main storylines. One is like the less memorable sexual harassment storyline where he, you know, Larry keeps like legitimately accidentally like putting himself in the situations that look really bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now he's going to get sued, um, although he ends up fighting more with his own lawyer than he does with his accuser. But that's neither here nor there. The major storyline, the one that is truly the most memorable for the season and like one of the most memorable of the series, so much so that that they have uh, publicly in real life commemorated this just a few days ago. I saw in the news. Um, I'm, of course, I was talking about the storyline whereby Larry, after getting into a few disputes with the proprietor of Mocha Joe's, one Mr. Mocha Joe, um, decides to open what he calls a spite store, mm. which he dubs Latte Larry's right next door in order to try to divert business away from Mocha Joe. Um, and they have this petty game of one um, one upsmanship all season long. Uh, Ted, of course, becomes an investor in Mocha Joe's just to stick it to Larry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Larry will do all sorts of crazy things, including wearing a MAGA hat and buying a sex doll and commissioning a well, painting. Leon, Leon bought a sex doll. Larry yeah, whatever. For it. Yeah. yeah, fine. Um, he commissions a painting of Susie and he becomes best friends with John Hamm as well as meeting several new Funkhousers. Yeah, and we go to Cabo for Mickey's wedding. Right, now you're not going to have me say anything bad about Mickey. Yeah, well, I'm not even going to try. But it's really incredible because, again, after season nine being such a downer, we have four top 20 episodes in this season in terms of our, you know, really? your rankings, yeah. my rank. Yeah, um, you're not going to get me say anything bad about Mickey. Uh, we both love that one. Um, Elizabeth, Margaret, and Larry, which is the John Hamm episode. Yeah, we both love, a, love that one. that's a classic. One. Yeah, uh, the ugly section. Um, we both love that one. Right, with Nick Rome. Um, yeah, the, oh, that's also the, the Jets one. Yeah, the friends, widows, magical vagina after yes. the Jets kill him. Yes. Um, yeah, oh my God, he did, and he didn't even live to see Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, that thank God he lived. That's why he killed himself. He knew what Seriously, was coming. He's smart you guy. should have also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Happy New Year, of course. Um, yeah, which has the MAGA hat. Which um, yeah, so a very very strong comeback season, season ten for the show. Yeah, and of course it ends as only Curb can with a um, a prosthetic penis knocking into a something that knocked into a fire that burnt down both latte larry's and smoke yes yes uh well isn't it it's um it's the big it's um oh it's joey it's joey funkhauser's big ass johnson right remember joey joey funkhauser has has uh transitioned to 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 male and given himself such a huge penis that he can't that he doesn't know how to handle it Correct. Um, yes. Correct. Too so, big, yes. Larry thinks. Yes. Um, and, right. He knocks into the yeah. um, to the coffee warmer. Yes. And that starts yes. the fire. Yes. Um, oh, Larry also upsets uh, an interracial couple by asking them about their baby's color. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this episode comes out. This season comes out in 2020. Um, and then immediately, Larry turns around quickly after COVID hits. Season 11 drops 2021, like immediately thereafter. It's 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 very impressive how quickly, especially you know they hadn't done this 
in in 16 years at this point. But um, he comes back the very next year with season 11. Uh, season 11, the season that we uh, most recently covered on the show, um, the way we most recently saw on TV. Larry is shopping a new show about his youth called Young Larry. Unfortunately for him, when a man who broke into his house dies, having drowned in his pool, which was not surrounded by a five-foot fence, as is legally required, uh, the deceased burglar's brother extorts Larry into casting his daughter, Maria Sophia, to star in Young Larry, opposite Larry. Um, uh, Larry will begin dating a city councilwoman in the hopes that she will change the law regarding the five-foot fence, thus permitting Larry to fire Maria Sophia and save the show, because, of course, when you change the law, they retroactively cancel it as well. Yes. One of many uh, <laughs> flawless legal lo logics uh, throughout the season. Leon will break up um, with his girlfriend, Mary Ferguson, but having already purchased tickets for a trip with her, he begins auditioning other Marys Ferguson to replace her on the trip to Asia. Um, Larry will introduce the concept of middling, which certainly in the yes. Orthodox Jewish community, uh, where we have Shabbos meals uh, every Saturday or with uh, you know groups of friends, is a very, very commonly referenced uh, topic now, uh, or term, I should say. Vince Vaughn arrives as Freddie Funkhauser to replace the dearly departed Super Dave. Um, Freddie is opening a hotel, the Funkhouse. And um, it all builds up to the season finale, where Larry himself will trip and fall into a pool that is not surrounded by a five-foot fence. And when Irma misses the council meeting on the vote to repeal the law, uh, which she does because she's fallen off the wagon, uh, which she does because she discovers that Larry stole her grandfather's Holocaust shoes for the Museum of Tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when Irma misses the meeting, the vote is tied. The law is not overturned. Meanwhile, Leon doesn't get to go on his trip with the new Mary Ferguson because she steals the tickets and instead goes with Alexander Vidman. Yes, the real Alexander Vidman, who was on the season finale of Curb, uh, for some reason, because <laughs> he because he overhears Larry yeah. try to bribe well, yeah. counsel a little bit, which yes. what Larry then claims was a perfect phone call. Yes, again, a, a very very clearly uh, in the Trump era uh, season of, of of Curb there in season uh, season eleven. Yeah, no, you're telling me Alexander Vindman isn't a household name these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That yeah. six-day scandal that was the first Trump impeachment. Yeah. It, it was completely, yeah, just the way that we veered from day to day back then, never knowing what the hell was going to happen. And, and like, 40% of Americans like, yeah, let's bring that back. Like, <laughs> Much more than 40%. Yeah, let's go on the edge of, of complete chaos and insanity. Yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea. Um, yeah, and so now we're, uh, season 12 is, is nearly upon us. Uh, do you have any more takes about season 11 or should we hop into season 12? Yeah, we could hop to season, we could hop into season 12, yeah. See, I mean, season 11 just, you know, the, 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 the revelation that was um, Maria Sophia and Irma Kostrowski, um really is what carries a lot of the energy in the season. Like lots of really fun stuff. Rush Massey was really great. Woody Harrelson and the Watermelon, the Klansman episode, fantastic. Um, the mini bar, I think, was my favorite, if I recall. Yeah. Um, but it's um, it's a, it was a really really fun season. It was like showed that Curb, even in its latest stages, was still really able to pack a punch. Um, it leaves me really excited as we jump into season twelve, about which we don't know very much. Um, but we're gonna tell you everything that we know, and then week by week, we're gonna learn a little bit more together. So Ooh, I'm really excited yeah. uh, for that. So Alex, what do we have here? I think we have a little trailer action. Is that what we're gonna start out with here? Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna watch the trailer. Um, if you haven't seen it, just Google "Curb Your Enthusiasm" season twelve trailer. You will find it very very easily. Um, we are gonna watch it. It is two minutes long. It will probably take us two hours to get through this trailer. I would guess, <laughs> if oh, it's anything like last year. Uh, by the way, before we watch the trailer, I'll just note that uh, season eleven, Elon Gold, I think on the Mount Rushmore of pretty 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 good guests. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was really fantastic, and yeah, yeah people really responded to that episode. Yeah. 
All right, let's let's watch the trailer. Let's see how long we can get in before. Just yell at me to pause, and I'll pause if I want to pause. Oh, I'll yell at you. Have you known? All right, so we we start outside some like nice looking uh you know evening party in yeah. Los Angeles. This is a nice house. Yeah, very nice house. Pool, lights up. And, and Larry uh, inside the party now talking to Leon, wearing glasses, different glasses for Larry. very different New glasses. Frames. That man is wearing frames. glasses that I do not recognize. Yes. Have you noticed that when you take a picture, you don't look nearly as good as you do when you look in the mirror? Because the mirror is how you see yourself, and the photo is how you're seen. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, well, well, yeah. Th- those glasses, they look like a, a 1950s pair of women's glasses or something. They got like wings. Leon's mustache is They're drooping. ladies' glasses. Yeah. Leon's mustache is drooping very strangely. Um, I interrupted Larry. Uh, Leon's about to tell us how deep that message is by Larry. What's your take on, on Larry's theory there? Um, I definitely feel that way about myself. I think I look worse in pictures than I do in real life. You think you look better in the mirror than you I think I pictures. look better in the mirror than I do in pictures, yeah. You know, I was I was going to disagree, but now, because it just seems absurd to me, but I am thinking about it. And uh, yes, I when I see myself in photos these days, I'm always disappointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just don't look in the mirror that often. But um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I only really look in the mirror for like, if I'm brushing, if I'm doing something else, I'm brushing my teeth or I'm shaving, like... I don't know. So maybe maybe I'm just hideous and I just I, I've looked away. You're All definitely right, hideous. Yeah. All right, let's let's go back to Leon. Let's continue. Oh, that's deep. Whether I'm right. Larry is back for one final act. Antibiotics. Yeah, antibiotics. That gives men breasts. Well, Larry could grow breasts. I thought of Larry with breasts. Well, he, uh, you know, you get pretty cute. It's, it's not good for you. Pretty, pretty, pretty cute. I gotta be. Pause. All right. Yeah, so yeah. that's a Seinfeld uh, callback there. Uh, George was worried about developing breasts. Yeah. So, yeah, so Irma and Larry are still dating, clearly. They're on a double date here <laughs> with Susie and Jeff at a restaurant where Irma thinks that uh, a, a side effect of some antibiotic is that Larry will grow breasts, um, which Susie does not like. Uh, Larry thinks would be pretty, pretty good. I don't know. Well, what's your Pretty say? cute. He thinks it would be pretty oh, cute. Oh, pretty cute, yeah. He, he gives his breasts three pretties. <laughs> three, no, he gives it, yeah. yeah. Well, he gives three pretty cutes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um yeah. I would prefer not to grow breasts personally. Yeah. But, but well, I'm not asking about that. I'm asking how do you think how cute would Larry be with breasts? I, I don't think not very cute. Yeah. You're giving zero cute. <laughs> zero pretties. Yeah, I think Larry should stay with his current uh, body frame. Yeah. Um all right, let's uh Su- Susie with a, a much shorter haircut these days also. Yeah. Yeah. She, I I said that uh I said that the that Larry's glasses look like a 1950s lady. Susie's hair looks like a jerry curl from like 1982 or something. Yeah, she's very 80s hair. Yeah. Big Don't be mad, he's leaving. That's what happens when people have sex. They say, I love you. You're very special. People talk like that? Yeah. <laughs> Men do that? Yes. All right. Have you ever said, I love you, you're very special during sex? I don't think I've said you're very special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's uh, and, and if I did, I didn't mean it in the way that Charles was meaning. <laughs> yeah, you meant that. I was like, that was very special. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so the captions say, "Don't be mad, he's leaving," or, uh, or "Be mad, he stayed so long." Uh, um, and and we have Susie about to reappear here. Small, you're petty, you're jealous, you're a walking fucking virus, Larry. I gotta be free. It's time to say goodbye. What do you we think had, about that? We had, we had Larry celebrating in the driveway. I wonder what that's going to be about. I'm excited to see what he's celebrating about. Yeah. Um, I think he's celebrating that he got thrown out of Susie's house again. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, not connected scenes. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. 
Let's see. Is, is, yeah, we don't know. If, yeah, he's uh, certainly exhilarated. He's got a towel around his uh, shoulders if he's just been working out. Gotta be free. Very sorry to hear about your father. Father Marvin, thank you. Well, that's. All right. So somebody uh, named Artie. Artie. Yeah. Yeah. A guy named Artie has died. We don't know who he is. And Larry is wishing condolences to his uh, son-in-law. And we don't know who he is either. Uh, Artie will always be on our hearts, though, it says. To hear about your father. Father Marvin. Thank you. Well, that's, you know, a little better. Your dad's still alive? Yeah. Oh, there you go. This is the happiest I've ever been in my life. I don't even know who I'm looking at right now. How is something good happening to me? Uh, All right. So Larry is uh, great things are happening. He's celebrating outside of the house. He's celebrating here on the golf course with, with Richard Lewis. What, what, good, what good thing happened to him? Do you think he had a hole in one or is it even like a longer <laughs> term? No, I think it's a longer term thing. I don't think he'd be this excited about a hole in one. Um, but yeah, what could it be? It's like, it's not going to be money. Um, it's not going to like, it's not like he's like, things are going great with Irma. Like, I don't know. That doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he's still with Irma, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do we have any speculation for what the good thing is that's happening to him? No, I can't imagine. Yeah. Unless he finds out that he's Gentile again. Yeah. I'm going with hole in one. To me. Um, how did you decide? On- uh, and, and no sooner do I say that, but then he tees off and hits uh, an unidentified man in the back who collapses in the middle of the course. So uh, we don't know who that guy is, right? Red jacket. No, no, but I'm going to have a good story when we get to that one. Okay. How did you decide? All right, now he's talking to a gay couple, and it's uh, it's Dan Levy. Is, is, I believe he's how he pronounces it, right? I think so. Yeah. No, Levy. Levy. Uh, oh, yes. Wait, wait, it is Levy? Yeah. I'm all confused now. Eugene Levy, you know? Eugene Levy, Levy, Levy. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dan Levy. Yeah, this shouldn't be that hard for me. Um, and then and then Sean Hayes is the yes. other one. So now yeah. Sean Hayes has talked a lot on his podcast, Smart List, about the fact that he's uh, going to be on Curb. Not a lot, but he's mentioned a couple of times cool. that he's going to be on Curb. So uh, we, we see that here in the trailer. Um, and yeah, so they are clearly a gay couple, as we will tell from uh, Larry's question to them. Did you decide on the last name anyway? I assume it's your semen, right? What did you just say? <laughs> I have to accept the fact that you're wired. Oh, and our friend Dana Lee is back. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Takahashi, Takahashi, Mr. Yeah. Freddie Funkhauser, all yeah, back so, in, in the season so, so, 12. So, somehow, uh, Larry is still a member of the club, despite despite everything he's done. And he's made, he and Takashi are looking at each other uh, or something. They're showing, making eyes Except at each other. Except the fact that you're wired like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I didn't know you had alopecia. You're a cheater. No, you're a cheater. You always have to be the center of the... All right, who do you think was the cheater between Jeff and Larry there? I think they both cheated. Yeah. Uh, on the golf course or, or otherwise? Or both? On the golf course. Yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah, a, a lot, a lot just happened there. We missed a, what, what happened. Um, we had after Takahashi, we had, oh, we had Freddie Funkhauser yelling at him, calling him, uh, cursing him out. A lot of people yelling at Larry this season. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And now we have, uh, Ted and Cheryl who, uh, who, when they have sex with each other, tell each other how much they love each other. Have to be the center of attention. All right. Now we have a group of women all waving signs, chasing Larry's vehicle, running after him in the street. <laughs> yeah, well, I, th- things are not going as well for him now as they were, um, you know, things, just moments ago. Uh, things course. appear to have taken a turn. Yeah, yeah. A- any speculation from you? Why they're chasing him? Um, he, he probably. They're. Oh, some a number of them have signs. A couple of them have flowers. Can we read now, the what signs? Event, no, you can't read the signs. They're shaking them at him as they chase him. 
but and they're floppy. They're not. They're not. Um, now I'm trying to think. You would take flowers to like a funeral. You wouldn't take signs to a funeral. Go back a little bit. I want to see but the if, nature of this crowd. But, but if it's like a protest, if it was a protest, then you wouldn't have flowers. So I'm very confused. Yeah, let's uh, let's center the freeze here. Her. Engine. All right, you see the crowd here? It's all women. It's all uh, women. Actually, there's one man over there, I think, yeah. in the protest. Uh, they're all women wearing jeans, flannel shirts, jackets, fall season, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, they're, they're shaking signs, but their signs are floppy, so you can't see what right. they say. So obviously, it's some sort of lib rally. Oh, wait. Oh, for a split second there, I felt like we could see some text, but <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's <laughs> go back to one, one X. There's an authenticity involved in caring about oneself. Get the fuck yeah, out of my house. Wait, wait, let me say goodbye to your stupid fucking dog. Do not touch the dog. Ever. <laughs> All right, so yeah, apparently Ted and Cheryl have gotten a dog together. A stupid fucking dog. Yeah, I mean, that's really yeah. taking things to the next level. Yeah. Now well, they serious. love each other. They're, they're special to each other. They're right? both very so, special. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Larry getting kicked out of a house yet again. The final season. I'm going to be honest, I'm disappointed. I was expecting more from a childhood hero. I really did the best under the circumstances of a person who hates people and yet had to be amongst them. Got... All right. So, first of all, who is this uh, this guy with the accent? I don't know. I don't who, think I recognize him. Who, who calls Larry a childhood hero? Uh, in the background, CNN is on. It says market sentiment sees investment uptick. Oh, good Ooh, finance report. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this guy is telling Larry, and Larry now is back in the 1950s style women's glasses that he was yeah. wearing in the opening uh, uh, clip, which he wasn't then wearing for the rest of the episode. So also we can see behind Larry a blonde woman typing, but that maybe that's uh, she seems yeah. Who hates people and yet had to be amongst them. I gotta be me. All right, Max, plan start nine nine a month. All right, that's exciting. So, we okay, got so some we've seen the trailer. We've seen yes. the trailer. Do so we have episode do we titles? What do we know? Do we know things? Um, we do have some episode titles. Um, the first episode is called Atlanta. Mm. Atlanta, that's a good show. Do you watch Atlanta? Um, I've watched not, not all of it. I watched some of it. Um, I don't think I saw the last season, maybe. Um, I, I do like it. Um, yeah, I think Auntie Ray is going to be back in this episode, is what I heard. Oh, Miss Aliyah English. Mm. Um, so it seems Larry's going to travel to Atlanta. Do you think we will see any, uh, Donald Glover, Lakeith Stanfield? <laughs> oh, any totally. Of, totally. Any, any, of the, any of the Atlanta cast? All the Atlanta Braves team will be there in this yeah. episode. Okay, well, um, Nancy Ray's coming back. So that's Troy special. Troy Coetzer, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, Oscar winner from the movie Coda a couple of years ago is going to be in this episode. He's a, a deaf performer, so be interesting to see. We've had um, we had someone taking a vow of silence. He yeah. is we well, um, we had Mary Matlin on Seinfeld. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So nothing uh, nothing we haven't seen before. Um, so yeah, that's Atlanta. Um, I don't really think we have cast list beyond that, but then episode two we have called The Lawn Jockey. Mm, yeah. Not, not only that, but at least for episode one, they've given us the um, sort of a, a screenshot of, of Leon, like a, a still from the episode. The, mm-hmm. We don't even have that after episode one, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really keeping things close to the vest. Um, episode three is called Vertical Drop Horizontal mm. Tug. Mm. 
it almost sounds like one tuck, one no tuck. Mm. I was going to say it sounds like a, some kind of complicated sex position. The move, yeah. perhaps. Oh, <laughs> maybe this is the move. All right, so so let, let, let let's discuss it again. Vertical, vertical drop, horizontal tug. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, let's not delve into this. Much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode four is called Disgruntled. Who do you think is going to be disgruntled? I'm going to say Larry David's going to be disgruntled. Yeah. Um. I mean, so many options, but yes. Yeah. What does it mean to be gruntled? Yeah. By the way, Troy Gutzer plays himself. <clears throat> Oh, is he playing himself? That's interesting. Yeah. So I would Troy, that. Troy Kutzer. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm not familiar with him. But yeah. oh, oh, he's the deaf performer. Yes, I am. I just didn't know his name. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He 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 okay. won the Oscar. I said that. For yeah. Coda. Uh, sorry. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you did say that. I yes. forgot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So in season, wait, which episode are we up to now? Uh, now we're up to episode four. Disgruntled. Oh. Uh, there, there will be a scene in a synagogue in in episode two. By the way. Oh, very the exciting. lawn jockey. And I say this because on the cast, Evan, Evan Shaffron will play a temple party goer. So there's a party at the temple. Unless unless they mean Temple University. Oh, that they, would be they, a great they crazy to, twist. They go to Philadelphia. Um, yeah, that, that could be the case. Um, did I ever tell my temple anti-Semitism story? No. Oh, I, I've, I've, I've ruined, I've ruined. Wait, Temple the, University or Temple? Well, I've ruined the punchline already. That, but, but basically, um, hanging out with a group of friends in Philadelphia, and one girl was like a little drunk and being annoying, and so somebody at a bar said to her, "Why don't you go back to Temple?" And she went ballistic and said, "That's so anti-Semitic of you. You're saying I'm <laughs> Jewish." And no, it's because like this bar was like near Temple University, so they thought like she was a Temple student. She was just a, a drunk idiot from a different school. So she's they're just rabid anti-Temple tights. Yes, perhaps. Um, by the way, um, so I see that Evan Shaffron is back in episode four, disgruntled as a temple party goer. That's wow. got to be a mistake. I don't, I don't think they're going to. Oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. No. Now he's the rabbi's office assistant. Yeah. Something's off. Okay. No, okay. So that makes sense. Okay. So he's at the party. Uh, I think I think what's off is Evan Shaffron. Uh, this guy just added himself uh, or, or, his, or his representation added him to IMDb because he's the only person listed on the cast for those two episodes. Yeah, and he's actually uncredited the first time as the temple party goer, uh-huh. uh, and then two episodes later he's the rabbi's office. So, anyways, we're we're going to a synagogue, and we have a rabbi, and that rabbi has an assistant, and that assistant is Evan Shaffron, and Evan Shaffron is on IMDb, so good for him. Yeah. All right. All right. Episode five. Episode five is called "Fish Stuck." Um, Seems like there's a missing word there. Fish. The fish was previously in the dark, but now it's stuck. Yeah. Fish stuck. Interesting. Fish stuck. Yeah, I don't even know how to begin to speculate about that. Yeah, it sounds like a fish song, fish duck. Yeah, something like that. Fish duck. <laughs> um, all right, episode six, the Getty, the Gettysburg Address. Um, mm. La- Larry returning to his revolutionary roots. Mm. Um, back from the episode where they, you know, he goes to the staging of the Revolutionary War and gets shot out with from a real cannon. Um, yeah. So maybe they'll be returned to form here. I hope not. That was a terrible episode. Um, mm. This episode, will it be longer or shorter than the actual Gettysburg Address? Oh, for sure longer. Yes, I would hope yeah. so. The Gettysburg Address was like two minutes, right? Yeah, it was uh, not in our day, but in my par- in our parents' day, it was like a required thing to memorize. Yeah, I don't know it by heart. Yeah, my, my, my dad still knows it by heart because he had to as a kid. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, number seven is The Dream Scheme. Pretty cool sounding episode. Mm. 
Um, do you think this is like kind of like an inception like episode where like Larry is part of this like elite team of like dream bandits who try to incept dreams into people's minds in order to mm-hmm. scheme them out of money? That would be a dream scheme. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really these episode titles are, are really throwing us off. Fish yeah, stuck, I mean, dream scheme, Gettysburg address. Well, what's happening? Yeah, well, it's about to take a little bit of a turn because episode mm. eight is called the Colostomy Bag. Ooh. Well, let's hope Larry's uh, okay. Yeah. Now, along the same lines as, as I'm Evan hoping Chaffrin, it's for I'm hoping it's for Irma. That feels yeah. like a thing. <laughs> yeah. Along the same lines as Evan Chaffrin, um, in the synagogue, a actor by the name of Jesus or Jesus, perhaps Garcia, has added himself as the only cast member of episodes eight and nine. He plays oh. Rodrigo. Rodrigo. So we'll have a character named Rodrigo in episode eight, and again in episode nine. Very exciting. Uh, his his uh, Mr. Garcia's only credit on IMDb. Is um Kirby is this is these two season episodes of Kirby Enthusiasm. So, uh, and he was on a podcast once in 2022. Oh, I was on so, a podcast in 2022. Yeah. So great job. So great job by his representation. Can uh, I put this? Can we put yeah. ourselves on IMDb? Well, I think you gotta get on the podcast and an episode of Curb. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, okay. so yeah. And so then, we, we, we got uh, Mr. Garcia, Kalinowski yeah. bag. And then episode nine is called Ken slash Kendra. Ooh, Ken. Uh, Ken uh, nominated for an Oscar. The only That's character. Right. From, yes, the only actor from that movie. Yeah. Well, that's well the, the man had to show the women how to act. How to America Ferrer also did it, though. Oh, she did? I believe so. Oh, uh, I just said the principal female uh, director right. and, and character. Didn't. All right, got it. Correct. Um, all right, so that's Ken, Kendra. Ken slash Kendra. Um, and then season 10, the episode and series finale, episode 10. We have no we name for. We, we don't even have a name. Although I do it. see, we do have a screenshot again. Actually, we have for season for episode one and episode ten. The screenshot is Larry talking to Leon, who is wearing headphones. Ooh. So yes, I'm do, not sure. You think, do you think Leon is listening to Pretty 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 Good? It says notice security room on a sticker on the door behind Leon. So maybe Leon's working some kind of security gig here. He he also has a he has a walkie-talkie in his hand. There's also a screenshot where they're in like a Delta terminal. So this is probably this. Is, I bet this is from the first episode where they go to Atlanta. They're clearly at an airport here. Okay, yeah, that's possible. Um, all right, so I'm yep. trying to see, but yeah, it's season, but episodes two through nine. Yeah, we have the same screenshot for all of them. All right, so those are our titles. What else? We uh, do we have a list of guest stars that we haven't yeah. mentioned before coming back? Well, yeah, well, so we mentioned some of them. I also saw a report of Conan O'Brien. Oh, very exciting. I would assume he's playing himself. I can't imagine Conan O'Brien's playing the character, right? It's like it, yeah, it, it would like break the it, it wouldn't make sense yeah uh, i i love conan o'brien i i love his podcasts uh you know I, I really enjoy him so i'm excited to see him come in here and then the other names we haven't mentioned that i saw were steve buscemi oh um, love him I feel as well like, i feel like he'll probably be playing a character yeah i would agree and sienna miller who i would assume will be playing herself yeah i have to admit i don't know who she is so she's like a, a model yeah. Primarily. So it's like, um, why you you wouldn't bring her on really to play? I don't think she's an actress, really. So, um, she was nominated for a BAFTA Rising Star Award in two thousand eight. Oh, so maybe she did become an actress, but I think she was originally. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it she, could be she's been in a yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff, but nothing. Okay, that, so they're wrong. That jumps I'm out to me. I'm probably I'm probably confusing her with somebody else. Though she has a tabloid notoriety section of her acting career subsection on um on Wikipedia. 
Okay, no, I'm yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, yeah. I'm clearly confusing her with someone else. I thought she was a model. Um, well, no, she was that also. No, but I thought she was primarily a model. She was engaged to Jude Law. Oh, and then Jude Law had the affair with the nanny. That was when he was married to Sienna Miller. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She was an American sniper, yeah. right? Okay. Then she, hold on. Then she had an affair with Balthazar Getty. What's that with everyone actor. having all the affairs? Come on. Yeah. Um. Then she went back together with Jude Law. And then they split again. It's hard to hear that. Oh, then she became engaged to Thomas Sturridge. She had a daughter. Then she dated Ollie Green. I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. And she had another kid with Green. Different. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, all the other guest stars we mentioned. Vince Vaughn, of course, is back. Trace Hellman's back. And then uh, yep. Troy Kutzer we mentioned. Sean Hayes and Dan Levy. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's next week. A- anything else we have to do of? Uh, yeah. Before we go, I think we should just go one more time before season 12 starts to the Postman. Oh, a special postman appearance here. Uh, postman! Uh, postman! Uh, come uh, here! here Tell the okay. neighborhood! Right, what a Shonda, Larry! Uh, uh, Larry uh, David! Uh, uh, Not you, you are a lousy Jew! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A Shonda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! Where we have a letter from John Gormley, who says, Greetings, Alex and Av. Here's to a spectacular season 12. I suspect we will see faces in this season we've never considered will be back. As revealed in the episode one synopsis, it looks as if Auntie Ray will be reappearing. That's fantastic character bring back, especially after they referred to her in season 11. I'm glad they haven't completely written her off the show. This led me to a half-fleshed-out theory on how this series could end. Generally, each season's final episode refers to something that happened in episode one, which isn't specifically linked to the season's story arc. In season 11, it was nobody else could use Larry's master bathroom. <coughs> season 10 was the mixed-race couple having a baby. Season 9 was LD wishing spoonful of sugar. All minor wait, this, things. This, wait, hold on. This, is, this observed... is a brilliant thing that John has noticed. I've never heard this before. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, this yeah. is very cool. Wow. Okay. All minor things, but something I've observed them always including. I therefore think Auntie Ray may play a role in the final episode. The series could end with Larry and hence Leon losing all his assets and being evicted from Los Angeles as a consequence to whatever they go through this season, but then get taken in by the Black family in Georgia, who Larry originally brought in in season six. That would be wild. But doesn't he go to Atlanta in episode one? Yeah. Also, I thought they were Katrina, so weren't they from New Orleans? They yeah, but maybe, yeah, well, maybe now they've relocated because New Orleans was destroyed. The entire <laughs> okay. curve of season, season of Cur- series of Curve has always felt like it's had two slightly different phases, with season six changing the, the, the dynamic. Cheryl divorcing Larry and the introduction of Leon altered the tone radically that season. Yeah, we've talked about this a million times where, um, you know, L- Leon stepping in to fill the, like, role in, Sh- yeah. in Larry's life was like, you know, just completely opened the floodgates. Uh, therefore, I think it would make sense for the second half of the show to tie back to the beginning of that phase inception with the Black family rather than having something happen in season one, episode one. The first half of the show has already earned a valid conclusion with the season five episode episode finale at the end. Oh, oh, good point. This way, both phases of the show earn some kind of a beginning, middle, end. It doesn't make that season five finale stand out as a misplaced episode. Looking forward to more weekly current podcasts over the next few months. Hope you both enjoy the final season, whatever it brings. All right, so wild theory from John here. Um, first of all, kudos to John for noticing like the extreme subtleties of, of these previous seasons, referencing yeah, things really in episode cool. one. Um, and, and then, you know, theorizing, not not unreasonably, that perhaps 
there will be uh, uh, something similar here. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see anti Ray in the season finale? Or do you think just um, I I kind of like this theory. I kind of like will be annoyed now if it happens because then like we'll be seeing it the hallway because of John. He'll have spoiled it for us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I think it's cool. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but I think it's a cool thought. Um, I don't think Anthony Ray will be in the series finale of Curb, uh, but I, you know, I dare to be proven wrong. All right. Well, next week we will be one tenth of the way through. We'll know so much more. Is there anything else for us to do off? No, I think that's it. Other than just uh, lick our chops and get ready. Um, there's only 10 of these left, probably. Um, you know, next time we speak, there's only going to be nine left. So let's cherish them one week, one week after the next. Um, soon it'll, they'll all be gone. And I really do think this is it for this time. Um, notwithstanding everything Jeff Schaefer says about how it's always the end. You know, HBO is marketing this as the final season for a reason. They've never done that before. Yep. Cherish the curb. Cherish the curb. And hopefully it will be... Get a life, Jews.